Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week, the title's called How to Buy a Car the Smart Way. Ugh, we're talking about cars. We love them. You should buy them. Let's do this. Boom! So, Michael, we are a couple of finance bros living in a finance world. We are. We talk about financial freedom. Yeah. Cars don't really help you get financially free. They don't. What type of European, black European car do you own? It's not black. It's a nice silver. Um, It's it's, a gunmetal gray, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's nice, but I did drive my 1996 Honda Civic for many a year. Mm. Uh, So, today, we're talking about cars because it is one of the biggest financial purchases that most people make. And usually, you know, a car won't last your whole lifetime. Um, And owning a car, if you do it the wrong way, can result in you being financially trapped. I mean, how often do you see somebody when you see the balance sheet and they've got a car and they've got a car loan and that's it? Yeah, and the worst ones is when I actually used to work at the bank uh, as a junior retail banker starting out and you're looking at personal finance for a lot of people and you'll just see like, you know, $20,000 car loan and the car, worst case, they've crashed it and they don't have it anymore and they're driving driving another car and still paying this loan off. Ooh. That is like super common and really crappy. So like, yeah, just, you know, 100% on tech, you know, it just, it's it's a bad way to do it. you got to be smart about Shame it. Shame on you for giving them all that debt at 15 percent okay so the question is like as a good general how much can you afford to spend in the car yeah I'm, look look at this i'm just practicing my um my what's it called chest flies chest flies yeah. uh so just finance but, bros living in finance yeah bro. just chest every day we've got an actual laugh at right in the back <laughs> uh so first one dave ramsey's mike have you ever listened to any dave ramsey clips oh honestly all of them are uh, somebody calls up and be like Hey, Dave, I'm uh, 21 years old. I have $300,000 in student loans. I have $300,000 in credit card debt, and I'm seven years through my psychology degree. How can I help? They're great videos. Honestly, if anyone's in that situation, let's wow. let's do those episodes. But Dave Ramsey, very big in the US, yeah. believes that all your vehicles should be worth less than half of your take-home salary or up to 5% of your total net worth. Mm. That means... If you make $100,000 a year, you approximately take home $71,000 after tax. So your vehicle should be worth less than $35,000. If your net worth is a million dollars, your vehicle should cost no more than $50,000. Michael, what do you think of David's thoughts? Dave sounds like a loser. <laughs> what? Nice civic, dickhead. <laughs> Sorry, you can beat that out, Ravi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not touch the beat button, Ravi. We are unclipped around here. I actually don't, I don't mind the rule at all, to be honest. Yeah, look, I guess as a general rule of thumb, it's fine, right? And like, at the end of the day, I, as I love cars, right? I get a sense of enjoyment and like, I know Ravi's not in Lawn as well because he's just bought a, a black European car and now parks in Britama. But like, you know, it's, you get a sense of enjoyment out of it. You know, I, I love it, um, you know, but the, you do need to be a little bit smart about it. And yeah, having some rule of thumbs in place here is, is probably not a bad thing. Yeah, your master hatchback is beautiful. Uh, so It's actually a Civic. <laughs> so um, that's one rule, which I, 
The problem with this, which is all linking towards back towards a financial plan, it's mm. all relative. If you spend, if you if you if you can achieve all of your financial goals, or if one of your goals is to buy this car and you spend fifty grand or a hundred grand, whatever, and can still achieve all of your goals, mm. it's kind of like fitness, right? If you go, I'm never going to eat a pizza because I'm worried that uh, I'm not going to be able to hit my finance, my um, health goals that's not going to hurt your health goals. It's what you do outside of that one big purchase or that one big pizza. Yeah. And, you know, there are some rules. I mean, we've got one here, the 24-10 rule. So, you know, 20% down payment, um, you should be putting as a minimum if you're putting it on finance. You know, a four-year loan term, I think this is the big one. Sometimes we see people put these on their mortgages over a 30-year loan term. Do not do that. You pay so much interest. Uh, and then 10% of pre-tax income, right? So total transportation costs, including the car payment, shouldn't exceed 10% of your pre-tax income. Yep, they're nice headlines, but at the end of the day, it's got to fit with your, you know, whatever you're doing in terms of the purchase, the finance, however you structure it, has got to fit with your plan, your goals, and your timeline. Yeah, my opinion on this is that the 24 uh, 10 rule I, I don't like. Yeah. I think the only time you should be putting a car on finance if it's tied to a business and you're getting um, interest deductibility on, as an expense mm. and then you think around the cash flows on the business and how you can be smart on that side. Uh, the other thing you just got to be careful of if because, I mean, most people aren't going to be debt-free, right? Yeah. Even if they're not borrowing at 15%, they're borrowing at 6%, but then you're holding this debt for a long period of time. So you actually do have to think of the total interest cost over the whole time you have the loan. Yeah, and if we're talking about putting a car on the mortgage, and if you've got a mortgage, any kind of thing you do as a balance of, do I pay the mortgage off? Everything goes it's on the, the mortgage financial plan, one way or It's another. all relative. But it's... If you're putting it on the house for a lower interest rate, we're back to that four or five year loan term, right? It, this, this is not a 30 year loan term on these things. Yeah. So new or used is the other question. I think we don't recommend buying a new car really ever unless you are pretty much financially free. Mm. In the notes, we've got more than a million dollars. I think if you're living in Auckland, you still might have over a million dollars of debt in that situation. Yeah. So I think you have to be quite close to financially free to be able to do this. If we bring up the graph, um, used cars usually depreciate the, well, most cars depreciate the fastest in their first five years, dropping 40 to 50% of their value. Mike, my analysis on this uh, graph that we've got up, three to six years appears to be a bit of a sweet spot. What do you reckon? Yeah, and you know, for European cars, you might still be under warranty mm. um, if, you, if you're purchasing those. So you've got to look at that as well as if, if you, what is going to be the cost of maintaining the car. So like I got um, my new car and then it had to have the steering replaced in it. Poor I think, Mazda hatchback. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and that was like a 15 grand cost, but it's still under warranty. So, you know, luckily I didn't have to pay for it. Um, but yeah, look, it just, you've got to be, you know, buying a new car, the moment, we all know this, the moment it rolls off the lot, it loses like 20, 30% of its value straight away. Yeah, the, very interesting when you talk to people who buy a car that's they probably shouldn't be buying, it's a bit of a stretch, and then they bitch to you going, my new tires cost me two grand or whatever. It's like, what, what, what yeah, were you expecting? Yeah, but those Pirelli P0s, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other thing is try and sell a car before it hits $100,000, 100,000 Ks um, as it depreciates rapidly once it hits over 100,000 Ks. Yeah. Um, you know, major services as well. I talked about a 15K bill for the um, uh, for the steering rack, but I had to change the oil on it. I think that was like 1,800 bucks for like oil and filters and stuff. So, you know, you've got to look after the asset as best you can, but there are going to be major services that incur costs from time to time as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
the other thing, just like I was talking about the tires, there are lots of other expenses that we don't really consider. We just think about the cost of the mm. car, but obviously the financing, Mike, car financing rates can be reasonable or very, very expensive. Yeah. And it's like, I guess at the end of the day, it's a risk thing, right? Because it's asset finance. So it's going to depend on the asset a little bit. And then it's going to create, uh, depend on the credit worthiness of the person taking out that finance. And Often people in lower socioeconomic positions are having to finance cars and they're not financing a brand new Mercedes or, you know, Porsche, whatever you bought. Um, you know, they are just financing something to get them from A to B. And kind of a bit of the trap they fall into here is they buy a cheap car, finance it. The cheap car is old and inevitably breaks before they've paid it off and they have to go out and do the same thing again. And it can be a bit of a poverty trap around these sorts of things. So, there are certain instances, I know you sort of said the, the only time you'll, you'll accept putting a car in finance is if it's under a business, but there are certain instances where people do have to finance yeah, cars. Yeah, I accept that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the interest rate on those loans can be 6.5% to 15%. Yeah. The other thing is gas mileage. So you know, the so I got a new car. So I, I've been driving my uh, 1996 Honda Civic where I would park around the corner from clients' houses and they'd be like, James, come down the driveway. And I'd be like, no, 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 I, I'll, I'll park up the top around the corner, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, sold it in 2020. It was riddled with ants, by yeah, the way. Yeah, riddled with so ants in the funny. summer. Um, it, was, it was a whole thing. And then uh, <laughs> sold it to a scrapyard. He, he brings the thing. They're like, we'll give you a free quote. But he brings the truck. And I'm like, oh, he's going to want to take away the car. And he goes, I'll give you 100 bucks for it. And anyway, I used my best negotiation skills, got it to $200. We went out big that night <laughs> yeah i think one of the funniest moments in my life has you and i we've just finished we're halfway through a, like a two-month three-month boxing camp for a fight it is about 30 degrees the ants are everywhere we are stuck in traffic we've just had the crap beaten out of us for like you know an hour and a half we trained at three o'clock or like 4 30 in the morning as well that morning we are so tired we are exhausted we are sitting in traffic on custom street and steam just starts billowing out of the, the Civic. Civic. Yeah. And, oh, honestly, I could. It was like the comic relief that I needed at that point to get me through the day. It was like freaky. I was like, oh my God, we're going to blow up in traffic. Yeah. 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 So um, I held on to that car for a long time. Um, and I got given a lot of crap about that car for a long time. And eventually I did get rid of it and bought a. Um, uh, Mercedes C200 and I tell you the funny thing like the person why did you go to talk about the MG in between uh, yeah I had like an in between set yeah. where it was like a sensible MG once again giving crap about the MG MG's a, such a sensible car um, but the guy was like this is not a hybrid it's just got like two batteries and they do something clearly I'm not a car person I haven't so we're filming this on the 18th of November I haven't filled up my car since the 29th of September huh Weird, because oh. I took it to South Auckland the other day. <laughs> back. Yeah. Uh, so my point back here is gas mileage by the car can be very, very different. If you've got that new G-Wagon, it is a gas guzzler versus, you know, something else is, you know, the Tesla. Maybe you upgraded Tesla's completely your Porsche different. wagon for a G-Wagon and yeah. you thought, man, I just want to pay a little bit more at the pump. Speaking yeah. of G-Wagons, uh, insurance costs are obviously going to be through the roof. Uh, you got to think about car rego, car wafts, you know, depending, you might finance a car that's quite old and then trying to keep it up with the waft, the maintenance costs, the repair mm. costs are going to be quite high. If you can get it, 
under warrant and get some sort of servicing for a new car, then obviously that's a really good thing. Yeah, to do. and the insurance cost for um, you know younger people, you know, basically under twenty five for driving a car is absolutely out of control, um, especially if it has a remotely uh, reasonably sized engine in it. So you know you really have to factor that in yeah. as well. Mm. So coming back to my mate Dave Ramsey's, uh, he says in a perfect world the car that you could afford is the car that you could buy outright in cash. That's right, no loan, no payment, nothing. Just buy a car that you could afford and then drive it until it doesn't work anymore. Now that is great, but a lot of people would still go, screw you, old mate, I'm going to uh, go buy my car. So we've got an example of uh, buying a car for $65,000 um, and what the finance cost would be if you didn't, if you didn't buy it with, didn't buy it with cash. Mm. So let's say that you uh, bought a $65,000 car with a 20% down payment with a four-year loan term. The average interest rate, Mike, Ravi actually called Mercedes and was like, if you were to finance it through them, what would the interest be? Yeah. 12.89%. At 20% down payment is $13,000 upfront. Your monthly payments would be $1,400 a month for 48 months, mm-hmm. making the total purchasing cost of the vehicle $80,000 on a $65,000 car. And when we're looking at home loan documents, right, they spell the same thing out. And it's, you know, I'm buying a million dollar house, I'm going to pay back $2.5 million. And you're like, holy crap, that is a lot of interest. The difference between buying a house, which is an appreciating asset, and a car, which is a depreciating asset most of the time, and paying $80,000 over the long term is night and day. We are not comparing the two things here. You know when you are financing a car, generally speaking, it is a lifestyle choice because you want a nicer car, right? And I recently bought uh, a car probably last year actually, and I bought it in cash, and it is very tempting when you are standing there and they're like, man, you can get this or you can get this <laughs> to just be like, you know what, stuff it, I'll chuck 20K on tech and just you know, get an, a, a, a really I'm nice really car. proud of you. Well, it goes against your personality type. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but at the like at the but look at the end of the day, I don't need that car, right? Yeah. And I definitely don't need it at this point in my life. Is now I have mortgage debt up to the absolute eyeballs. It's a depreciating asset. There are far better things that I can be investing my money in. And you know what? I love my car. I don't need something that is you know twenty thousand dollars more. It's just going to get me a nicer version of the same car I've got. I simply don't need it. So again, very tempting. Uh, to go and put them on tick. But again, if you can buy it in cash, definitely do it. We'll get you that Porsche one day. Thanks, man. Uh, so there's three key takeaways. The first one is understanding the total cost of ownership. So just be aware it's not just the cost you pay for the car, but the interest costs with that um, financing that Mercedes that we spoke just spoke about based on the 2410 rule, you'd have to earn like 165 grand a year. So make sure you are factoring in those costs. Um what, what other takeaways do we have, Mike? Yeah, cool. So if you are looking at purchasing a car, look, use some guidelines to purchase responsibly. You know, think about what am I buying? What is the interest rate? Do I need this? Is this just something to make me feel better, which most of the time it is, and they do make you feel better because they're amazing. Um, or, you know, is it, am I at a stage of life now where I need to be really focused on my expenses, what I'm buying, and the output of what I'm going to get here? And at the end of the day, the car is just going to get you from A to B and hopefully it's not going to break down, right? But so, will you look cool going from A to yeah. B? Yeah, and if you and to be honest, you know, like the next thing here is obviously factoring in your long-term financial plan and your goals, right? And like 
these are the sorts of things that do derail people a bit uh, when when they're kind of looking at their uh, financial plan and their long-term goals, but you've got to have some fun along the way. Otherwise, you'll never stick to it. Yeah, one of the uh, my favorite episodes we've done out of the 200-odd is the difference between a rich household and a wealthy household. And buying a car and finance is definitely a rich household thing to do, not a wealthy household. Like Mike said, there are probably some exemptions to the rule, but just remember that buying that car without that finance of the car or putting that money towards the car, it's not helping you create yeah. passive income to give you financial freedom down the track. So you might choose to delay that a little bit because you want to enjoy yourself and you deserve it, whatever it might be, but you've just got to factor it in. How much longer is it going to take me to achieve what I want to, to achieve? And remember, delay gratification. You want to get to a point in life where you're not like, can I afford this car? The only question is what color do I want it in? Yeah. And if you are wanting to look at a couple of cars, we had Greg on the podcast not too long ago, or if this hasn't been released yet, it'll be upcoming. Um, Greg uses his cars for his charities um, and does some charity work with them. We're kind of like a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing, and they are absolutely beautiful. So, you know, track them down and um, follow them on Insta. There you go. Okay. We're going to leave it there. Please just with a sub, a review, and a like. And when will we catch you, Mike? Next time. Cheers.